Hello, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you on all the hidden stuff you didn't know about careers in creative. This is Kristen Harris and Katherine Klein, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we have learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Kristen. Yes? Have you ever gone in for a job interview and you thought the job would be fantastic, but then once you walked into the door, you thought completely differently? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to protect the not innocent. Yes, not please. Na- no naming names, but <laughs> yes, I have definitely had the experience. Cool. Because our podcast today is about making first impressions, but it's not for the candidate coming in. It is for the company that is doing the interview. That is such a great point. I think we always talk about how candidates need to be prepared for their view and practice what they're going to say mm-hmm. and so on. But the company has to convince you you should want to work there. Exactly. And then also, too, let's just say, for example, um, that person that you're meeting with is not the right candidate, but then maybe five years down the road they are, and they remember you pretty well by how they were treated, how your company um, just kind of showed itself off and it was not your finest moment. (laughs) Yeah. And it can impact the whole, the way that person feels about the whole company. Maybe they didn't have a great interaction with one manager. Right. But now there's like, yeah, I just don't want to work there at all. Yeah. Follow up might've been terrible and things like that. So yeah, I I think one of the the best ways to, um, you know, really make sure that candidates are going to want to work for you, whether or not you choose them or not, is um, to really leave a great impression. And you can really start by that, by um, really, cl- re- really clearly stating what the job is all about. Because I think that's one of the things that we lose candidates with sometimes, too, when we send them out to our clients, is that we'll get a job description that was not super clear. And they'll go in and they'll start talking and it's like, wait a second, this is not the job that I thought it was. Yes, it totally <laughs> evolves into something else. And sometimes it's cool, it evolves into something more interesting. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. generally it's like, oh, it includes a whole set of duties no one ever right. mentioned. This person doesn't feel comfortable and qualified to do and they just feel a little duped sometimes. Right, and I, I, it's very worth um, your company to sit down and think about, you know, what are the requirements of, for this job? You know, who are they going to report to? Because sometimes I've gone into jobs where I didn't know, have any idea. I was hired and I had no idea who I was reporting to. I've had that same experience. <laughs> I showed up the first day and had not ever met my manager. Exactly. It was very bizarre. And, it, and yes, that left a very strong impression of that company. Um, but there's always, you know, make sure that the um, salary range is very clear and what it is to obtain you know, both parts of that spectrum of that range. Um, because sometimes, you know, people go in and say that, you know, the range is between, you know, I don't know, 35 and $45,000, just keep the math simple. And then they get offered the job and it's 35. Well, why aren't they worth a 45? It really kind of, you know, lay out what, what it takes to get at that higher range. I think that would be really helpful for people. Um, what sort of experience is necessary? Um, just essentially what are all the expectations of the job? Um, if it's actually present, if that person is aware going into that, you're able to have a, a you're going to have a much richer conversation. Yeah, and you know, as you're saying all those things, I'm thinking just having to sit down and prepare that so that you're ready for the interview forces the people within the company to actually have all those conversations. Yeah, they, some of those decisions may not even have been made yet. Or right. One person thinks one thing and somebody else thinks something <laughs> yeah. else. Like that happens just, too. Just forcing yourself as a team to sit down and and have clear answers to all these questions right, the, is really useful, the whether job, you're telling the candidate or not. Exactly, because <laughs> the job description that the HR person has sent out might have changed within the department that is actually doing the hiring. So yes. 
you know, they might get all the way to that interview and be like, this is not what I had read at all. And, you know, it's just a lack of communication that has kind of happened. And um, that really reflects poorly on your company. Yes, for sure. I think another um, part of that also is like you may not even necessarily share all those details Mm -hmm. with the candidate you at least all need to be on the same page. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you should have a general, general idea. And sometimes you might want to do a little exploring when that person's internal to, you know, and inside talking with you. Um, but don't be so far off base where they're not even sure why they're there anymore. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. Um, I think also being really upfront, and this is kind of part of what you were saying before, defying the job, just being really upfront about what you're looking for for mm-hmm. this job. Like if it is, you know, you're the office manager, but part of that means you also have to sit at the front desk, mm-hmm. answer the door and answer the phones, and you're going to have to make sure there's toilet paper in the bathroom. Right. Just tell the person that. Right. Like, they're either going to be okay with it or not, but if you don't tell them, and it is part of the job, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to be really unpleasantly surprised when they show up on the first well, day. Well, it's better to find out if they're not okay with it before you actually hire them, because now Because you, you actually need them to do those things. <laughs> right. And you're like, well, don't tell them that, because I don't want to scare them off. Well, you know what? They're going to work for you a week, and then you have wasted all that time and money, and then they're going to leave anyway. So just yeah. be clear, and you know, really explain why that's important for the company, too. It's like, you know what? We're a small company, um, so everybody pitches in and this is what this job usually has to do too and you know if most cases if people know going in they're okay with it they've already signed on onto it but if they're thinking they're going to have this great glamorous job then occasionally they have to you know do some you know a little more grunt work or something (laughs) they don't want to be surprised you know after they've already accepted yeah and I think so another one that area that is I think this is a really good example is like with sales kind of roles Mm -hmm. so a sales role you can have people called, you know, something sales or mm-hmm. really inside sales yes. or whatever. That ranges what they're really doing goes from everything from really it's like digital marketing mm-hmm. and social media management, right, right, up to like literal cold calling and networking events, and you know, there's a whole spectrum mm-hmm. of things that salespeople do. But if you're not clear about which things this role includes, right, <laughs> you know, right. you could get that person applying and real excited about the job who really is a digital marketer. Mm-hmm. That's actually what they do. They mm-hmm. generate sales leads through it, but really that's the work they're doing. Right. And then now you've hired them into this role and you're telling them they have to cold call people and go to a networking event three times a week. Right. They are not suited Surprise. or qualified. <laughs> they're probably freaking out. You know, it's just people look at a title and make assumptions about what that job entails. And I think being really clear about what this version of it. Yeah. Cause even if they're super comfortable with it, you know, people leave and they think about the job and if they've had a chance to kind of, you know, mull it over, they might say, you know what, I I think I can do that, but kind of being put on the spot might not be so, or being surprised, I should say, or being put on the spot is not going to work out really well or them finding out later is not going to work out really well. So give them the chance to kind of think it out and and figure out if that's what they want. Also, I would put in this category too is um, just the, what you're looking for as far as an employee. I mean, is that person that has to come in early, leave late, you know, is it more of a loose um, environment? Are people sometimes expected to work from home or are they expected to, you know, I don't know, provide their own laptop? I mean, all these Mm -hmm. sort of things need to be brought up, travel. Um, 
it's a good time to talk about the culture of the company, I guess, in a way. Um, and don't just, again, try and oversell it by saying, this is a fun-loving company. And, you know, it's like, no, th- we work really hard here. And, you know, we're taking it very seriously. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's people out there that want to do that. So don't make it into what it's not. Be really, really genuine in what you're looking for. And that will just save you so much time. Yeah, I think sometimes you can phrase that like people who succeed in this role generally, you know, blah, mm-hmm. do, do X or have these kind of characteristics or people who, you know, people at our company often have a lot of flexibility with their schedule, but we do travel 50% of the time. Is right. that going to be okay with you? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just again, being upfront, like this is just how it is. It's not good or bad, mm-hmm. but we need to know if it fits you. And if the person is completely lovely and they kind of start, start pausing at that point too, to say, you know what, that's, you know, I'd like to think about that. Um, you don't have to just, you know, tell me today that you're all gung-ho about it, but please just, you know, think about that as you go home today because that is going to be a requirement right. of the Right, make job. sure and it's it's a fit for you. Yeah, you don't, like I said, you don't want people hanging around for just a year and or something because it's not what they signed up for because that is is just the worst because yes. you, know, you start liking them or, again, you have to go back to all that work again and, and finding another candidate and that's just terrible. Yeah, and, you know, we've spent so much time talking on the candidate side about knowing what you really want and what's important to you and what you're looking for. And so if this person is all, they've listened to us, Mm -hmm. they're all prepared, they know what they want, they know what they're looking for. Well, you have to share what the job is so they right. know if, if it is right. that. <laughs> right. It's, it's definitely a two-way street here as far as making sure everybody is up front and apparent and just showing their best um, because you you want a candidate. You need some help. So don't right. don't waste any time by, you know, thinking that you're you're better than they are or they're coming to you with some great need. You're, they actually could do like a world of favors here if, if they're a perfect fit. Absolutely. Um, the one frustration we always hear from people that... Um, is probably it pains us as well too because we run into this and, and that's where um, communication is not at its peak. We'll say not at a hundred percent. And uh, it's and I I'm going to I'm sure there are people been out there that have applied for a job went in I thought the interview went fantastic and then it's just radio silence after that. Um, and no matter what they do, they email the people. It's like, this went great. They gave me their card. I'm emailing them directly. You know, I got their phone number. I've been leaving messages. And then there's nothing. And granted, it's, it is difficult to tell somebody they didn't get the job. But, oh, my God, don't let them hang like that. <laughs> it's just the worst. Yeah. And people remember that, too, because if another opportunity came up and you're like, you know who was great? Bob was great for that. Uh, let's call and see what Bob's up to. And Bob's like, you know what? No. No. You know, I'm yeah. so over you because you never called me back. And if that's how you do business, then I'm not, I'm not going to accept the job. And you have to think about that. Some of these people, you know, are well high-paid people or they are offering some fantastic talent to your company. And to not communicate that to them, I think, is just kind of poor, just very poor practice. Yeah, I just, I personally just don't understand not responding to someone. Same. Like, just, if they didn't get the job, just let them know they mm-hmm. didn't get the job. Or if you decide not to fill it, or if it's on hold, or if you just promote somebody internally, especially if you liked them. Right. Like, definitely, like, hey, you know, sorry this didn't work out, but we really liked you. We'll keep you in mind for something in the future. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why people can't spend 30 seconds to respond. Right, an email, a note, I mean, something. But, yeah, to get nothing, I think it's really horrible. And don't think they're not talking about you because, you know, their friends might be going, oh, I'm applying for this job at ABC Company. Like, oh, you know what? I did. 
Don't bother. <laughs> Horrible never experience. Call you back. You'll never know what happened, you know, and maybe they don't apply. They maybe you miss out on a, a wonderful candidate. But yeah, word gets around. It's same as for candidates, too. When they don't when they misbehave, um, it's for companies, too. People definitely talk about them. And we hear a lot of that, you know, being in the positions that we are and having to deal with some of them, too. Um, not hearing back is is just like I said, it's there's no reason for it because it's so easy. Yeah, it's it just, just so, so easy. easy to respond. I mean, I know maybe it's hard to tell somebody no, but you already decided no, just tell them. Yeah. <laughs> and when doing that um, feedback too, it's, it's always great or making that communication is to give really good feedback too. Cause we've had a number of candidates who have gone out and we're, we're trying to get an answer how the interview went. I might not hear anything, but sometimes we'll say, no, we're just going to pick someone else. And it's like, well, why? Uh, people always want to know why. And, you know, granted that might be a little above and beyond, um, a company's practice, but I can't tell you how well that serves a candidate and how makes how well it makes your company look if you just say why that person was not a fit. And it could be something, you know, maybe sensitive or it's like, you know what, they just didn't look the part or um, they, they weren't yeah, a fit. Be careful or with that one. They, they, they <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, they, you know, just didn't have this particular skill set. You know, it's, it's best to be honest, I think. You if know. it's something they can change or approve, I, I mean, if you don't like yes. the color of their skin and yes. that's why you well, don't that. hire them, please do not tell them that and actually don't right. do it. But if it's something they can change, like right. you were really missing the skill set or the candidate we hired was a little, you know, had more experience in XYZ. I was thinking more clothes, but you brought up an excellent point. The way they presented (laughs) themselves, perhaps. But, you know, telling them something that that they actually can work on Mm -hmm. and do better in their next opportunity, like what a gift that is to them. Absolutely. Or sometimes as simple as, you know what, you were fantastic, but this person was better. Yeah, you know, they just had a little more experience. You, yeah, you or had whatever. Right, yeah. you had three of the four things we were looking for. Um, at least they know. Okay, I did not get the job because of this, and now I'm going to have to work on that number four, that fourth thing. Um, but I mean, yeah. how, how kind that is it's, for that person. It's super kind and super helpful because otherwise they think they're completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have yeah. no idea. And I just was, it was just terrible. Yeah. I mean, think about, I mean, to me, it's a lot like dating. So you're just sitting there like, was it what I said? Was it the way I held my fork when I ate my dessert? Oh my God, is it because I ordered dessert? <laughs> right. He was judging me. Oh my God, you know, I, I ate all my dinner. It's like, <laughs> you know, people start spi- spiraling and down and thinking about all the things that could have been wrong. At the end of the day, it could have been something just, like you said, as simple as, you know, this person had a couple years more experience right, in this right. software that we really is critical for us. Right. Wouldn't it be nice to just tell them that's what it was instead right. of like you thought they were a complete loser, which is what they're thinking. Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, they maybe they were dressed too casually or um, mm-hmm. they spoke too casually or something like that. It could be, it could be really anything. That's great. And it's so, like I said, it's a gift to them. Like if it's something simple that you can share with them that they could do better the next time with your company or elsewhere, how nice that is. The next thing is, um, and that's really like offering honest feedback as much right. as you can, like stay within the limits of HR, mm-hmm, of course, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can't tell them, um, you know, because maybe it was this person wanted paid less or something. <laughs> like, well, you probably don't want to share that. But when it is something that you can honestly share that will help them in their life, why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I mean, some of the candidates are very young and they don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think that sort of feedback is, is really good. Um, some people might be, um, interviewing for a job that's like way out of their league, but they thought they could be, you know, a fit, you know, definitely let them know. It's like, you were fantastic, but you know, you're not um, quite there yet. You're not quite there yet. And if you had maybe this experience, that would have been different. That gives them at least a little idea of what to kind of, um, 
do in the future to make themselves a more viable candidate. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, another thing that I think uh, is very interesting is just picking the right place to meet, to have your interview. Yeah, we talked and, about appearances. Um, so yeah, it's appearance for <laughs> your, your company. side too. And for me, there's not a right or wrong. It's just think about the impression you want mm-hmm, to get. Mm-hmm. So do you want it to be a formal meeting in a conference room? Right. Do you want it to be casual at a coffee shop? Do you want mm-hmm. it to be over lunch with your whole team? Because that's how you guys, you know, work and collaborate and you want them to meet everyone. Mm-hmm. Like all of those are okay, but they all give a different impression. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, actually it was funny because I just recently met with somebody that said a lot of the candidates that she sends to certain companies get turned off just by the space that they were where they carried on the interview. Like, you know, it was not a a very pleasant space. It was maybe too dark or it was just like kind of, it just didn't, wasn't welcoming, I guess Mm -hmm. is probably the best way of putting it. And, you know, you are wanting to hire this person. Again, you have to think that they're not the one that has to jump through all the hoops here. You know, they might have other offers. They might already have a job and they're um, thinking about making a change. And if your office is not welcoming, um, and that's how the people welcome them, how you welcome them, how they're treated. You know, do you make them wait an hour um, for the interview? Are the, the are people rude, or they feel like they're, um, you know, just like you're put you're out, you're putting them out of their way, you know, to just help you out and things like that. That all matters, and that is not going to leave a great impression at all. Yes, and how in many cases they should they just feel? walk out. <laughs> how welcome they feel, and and you know, welcome and comfortable, like, right. oh, I'm going to do great here. And if you need to meet offsite, because maybe it's a confidential position, maybe, mm-hmm. you're, maybe you're replacing someone who's still on the team or something, and you really need to meet offsite, it's okay to tell them that. Like, Absolutely. hey, you know what, I would like to meet over at this coffee shop, because as you know, it's a confidential position. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to have you come into the right. office. Right, your office at might be loud. know why. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe you have this like, nice modern open office space but you don't have a, a nice um nice quiet talking of, area yeah confidential space mm-hmm. to have the interview so you can tell them that like hey we have a real open office space it's really collaborative mm-hmm. we love it i'll take i'll give you a little tour but we're going to go across the street and right. have our meeting right um, just tell them so they don't think like why are we meeting in this weird place <laughs> <laughs> and then make sure that that coffee shop or whatever is not too loud either because there's nothing worse than having to yell why you're qualified for a job across a little tiny table. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Totally, totally agree. And sometimes people like to, you know, on the client side, like to interview in different or more casual places because it can put the person at ease Mm -hmm. and sometimes they start sharing and revealing more, which can be good or bad, I guess. But a lot of times people when they can relax a little, they're more themselves Mm -hmm. and they actually shine more Mm -hmm. and they will start talking about things they're excited about and and sharing their work where sometimes in too formal of an environment, they're so nervous and sort of stiff and Mm -hmm. uptight. It's like they're not themselves. Mm -hmm. So sometimes uh, being somewhere more casual can help people relax and and be themselves. Right. And that sort of impression is really huge too when you're perhaps trying to attract a younger workforce too. Um, because they do have certain expectations as far as how, I guess the best way of putting it, how a place that they really want to work at. And if you're an, if your office is all beige, there's nothing wrong with that. But if it is, is there some way that you can make it seem a little more inviting, a little more current? Um, and th- there's just simple fixes you can do to just make it look more interesting. You know, maybe it's just, you know, plants or, you know, just to hang up some posters or something. But um, just, just bear in mind that they're kind of 
also judging you on, on that as well. Does this place stimulate me? Does it, you know, um, get me excited to come in? I you know there's always um, different environments for different jobs, but that's just one caveat I'm going to add, and that is just the younger workforce does want something that's a little more, I don't want to say fun, because it doesn't have to be fun, but creative and exciting and interesting and things like that, because they are also looking to work from home, too, so you got to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a great point of um, what does your space feel like when people walk into it? And you might ask someone else to come in and, and give you their first impression, because you're right, like, if I'm going to show up here, you know, eight plus hours a day, mm-hmm. five days a week, like I'm going to spend a lot of time here. So I right. hope that it's somewhere I want to be. And sometimes we become so immune to the oh, things yeah. we're around. And a lot of, um, especially B2B kind of businesses, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have customers coming in and right. out. Right, right. That a lot of times companies like that don't look a lot at their workspace. Right. Or it's become dated. They decorate it yeah, in the it's, 80s. Yeah, it's very functional and... It's like, and- They've never changed it. And sometimes you become so used to it, you don't mm-hmm. even notice. So it might be useful to ask, you know, someone else or somebody, you know, has good taste to just come in and it's like, hey, what, you know, how could this be a little yeah. more appealing or what catches your eye when you w- walk in? Oh, that chair with the rip in it. I didn't even <laughs> notice because <laughs> right. I've walked by it for five right. years. Right. Great. We'll get a new chair. Yeah. I mean, a new person walking in your office notices all that stuff. Right. And, and you want them, you want it to be a place they want to go every day. Yeah. And, you know, do it for yourself, too. Yeah, you know? well, hopefully you like it, too, but but you probably like it because that's the way it is. But, again, you might just get used to it, you know, yeah. as well. And you're like, oh, I never realized that. And it, that happens to be in my house sometimes, too. It's like I never realized how worn that wall was, and now I have to go and or the corner of that wall was, and I have to repaint it because you've just walked by it so many times, you just get used to it, or it just yeah. happens over time or something like that. I think it's that, like in a home, it's that perfect example of, you know, someone moved in in the... I'll say like my grandparents' era, the 60s, mm-hmm. and they never redecorated. And when right. We, when For we them, sold, it's perfect. <laughs> when the, we sold their house, there was still flecked avocado, like fleur de wallpaper mm-hmm. that flocked velvety stuff oh, wow. in, in the entryway. That's what went up in the late 60s, and it was perfect, apparently, forever. <laughs> but someone else walking is like, I don't want that on my wall. Right. I mean, to me, it's the same thing. If you've moved into your office, you know, 15 or 20 years ago, mm-hmm. it still looks great to you because yeah. you designed it. You love it. But, right. You know, maybe you need that other perspective. Yeah. That's what people are going to, and you could maybe wow them later with your personality. I don't know, but usually that is the first impression. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, other things too is like, uh, don't skip the small talk that also is, you know, very welcoming for people too. Um, don't make it just about, you just walk in, you're just like, okay, you're here about the job. Let's start talking about it. You know, talk it to them like you would, I guess, anybody, you know, how are you doing? You know, how have a conversation, tell me about yourself, (laughs) (laughs) things like that. (laughs) And, um, yeah, just make that uh, just a couple of minutes to make that person feel welcome and, it also help, helps them be a little more um, open in their conversation as well. You'll, you'll probably like it too because, you know, it's not so formal. It gives you a little break in your day as well. Um, just to have a nice conversation with somebody that you hope will potentially be working with you. Yeah. Another one, and this is kind of related to the office space, but it could be if you're going off-site too, just making sure that any technology you need to use is working, mm-hmm. especially like if you're doing a video call, obviously it's very important. But even if you have, you know, a computer and you're, conference room so they can bring up their portfolio right just like have it turned on you mm-hmm. already have your you know chrome browser window open mm-hmm. so they can just log in because you don't want to be saying they're fumbling and trying to right, figure right. it out and go get your it person <laughs> right. to help you like that's as uncomfortable for you as it is for them 
I mean, think how they feel if they're sitting there and they're like trying to log in and forgot their password. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You're going to be all flustered and then right. they're like, oh, right. this is wasting my time. And these exactly. people don't even know how to use a computer. Right. That's <laughs> the impression that I'm having right now is that these people don't know how to, don't know their technology and I, I'm very advanced and this is going to be a struggle for me and I yes. don't know if I want to work here. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if it would, if it would reflect poorly on them, if it happened to them, mm-hmm. same. You know, it's just exactly. the opposite. It's going to reflect poorly on you. And speaking of technology, the one thing that people might not think about, too, is to have their social media up to date. Um, because a lot of people now, that's the first place they look before they come in and talk to you. They want to know all about you. So they'll go to your Facebook page. They'll go to your LinkedIn. They'll go to Instagram. Everything that you have a, a presence in. And if the last post you had was two years ago, or if it's our, if it looks really clunky or it's not very um, easy to navigate, um, you will be graded. And that, that too, is another impression that you might um, have to explain later. Um, but again, that's a first impression. Yeah. And, and people and, judge you quickly. And conversely, <laughs> it could be great. Like, oh, yeah. If they go to your feed on LinkedIn or whatever and they see awards you've won and you've had a recent article in the paper or whatever and you're sharing and posting all that stuff mm-hmm. how good that looks on you before they've walked in the Absolutely. door they're like this is a great company I'm, cool. I'm really interested they have their culture statement on here and there's pictures of fun people on here and I'm yeah. excited to go you know so it's it is little things like that um, but yeah if it, it does not look um Again, exciting and welcoming and interesting. Yeah, that or at least current. At least current. <laughs> you will be judged. You will be judged. <laughs> Absolutely. And the other gift that you can give people too is to keep this process on schedule as possible. And that goes. Um, that's all about responsiveness for one. But that goes to make sure everything is on time as far as an interview. Again, don't make them sit and wait. Um, make sure it ends on time. Be very respectful of their time. Don't think like. You can drag it out for three hours because you can't coordinate all the people that want to meet with them. And they only had scheduled maybe an hour to be with you. I mean, they might have to get back to work. Yeah. They might have other things going on and you're, you're just not respecting them and their time. And that, again, leaves a, a bad impression as well as getting back to people, too. Yeah. And, th- and that also really comes back to what you said before about just communication. So if it does need to be a three-hour meeting mm-hmm. because you're going to have them meet with three different right. groups. Just telling them that up front, hey, you know, we want you to meet with the manager and then HR and then the team, mm-hmm. and we really need three hours when, you know, could we do that? Then they're coming in knowing oh, yeah. that. They're they will give you all day. It, right? All day if you exactly. let them know. <laughs> just because they know. But like you said, don't make assumptions. Like, they can just stay all afternoon. It's like they probably have other obligations. Yeah. And, yeah, and again, you're saying that the time is not valuable. If you're having them meet with a bunch of different people too, don't have like huge breaks in the middle. Like you have to wait 20 minutes for the next person to come in. This should have been scheduled. And, you know, the next person should have known that they should have been there at two o'clock and not like, oh, I'll be there in a minute. Just have them wait. And no, that's just not very nice. Yeah. Yeah. And if they do need to wait, also just making sure they're taken care of. Like, mm-hmm. hey, can I get oh, you yeah, it a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, you know? Do you need to get on our Wi-Fi? Mm-hmm. Like, just treat them. I guess a lot of this just comes back. Like, just treat them like you would want to be treated. If right. you were walking in the door thinking, I might want to work at this company, how would you want everyone to treat you? Exactly. Nice and warm and offer you a glass of water? Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, like just a regular friendly person would. Right. And it's also... um 
it's also about respecting your own time too. You know, um, you've only scheduled so much of time for this. You want to get through as many people as possible. So it's going to benefit everybody if everything stays on time like that. And again, with the responsiveness, you know, if you say we're going to know in a week or we're going to know in two weeks, really try and hit that mark. Yeah. And if you can't, if it got delayed, if you say, oh, I think we'll know by the end of the week and Mm -hmm. you get to the end of the week, like, oh, this, we don't know yet. Mm -hmm. We still have interviews, whatever has happened that, you know, it's gotten off track. Just let them know like, hey, I know I said, you know. I have an answer by Friday. I'm not going to, but, right. you know, we're still interested in you. I hope to have an answer by next Friday. Mm-hmm. At least they know what's going on. They're not being ghosted. Right. And these are not to be long letters to people. Two-sentence email. <laughs> Tops. <laughs> Tops. We don't know yet. We'll keep in touch. People it will be very happy even to see that. Exactly. Um, or at, at, if they are finally not chosen, you know, just you again, just keep it really simple by just saying, you know, we've made our decision. Unfortunately, we're going with another candidate. It was a great to meet you, and we would hope that you would apply to another opening or something like that. It doesn't yeah. not have to be, you know, this big painful event, if you yeah, will. Maybe people don't do the follow up because they agonize too much over what to say. Like, like you could just keep it really simple. It's it's more painful saying nothing, I think, honestly, <laughs> I think than so saying because for anyway, anyway, for me, and yes, yes, I've been rejected. Closure. Um, it is the closure. It's like okay, I can get them off my mind now, and I can start focusing on another company. You know, it's never mm-hmm. been like you know, woe is me, and I'll get those guys. You know, something like that. It's just like I just want to know. I just yeah, want to keep it move on, keep it moving. You know, and it's just a courtesy. Yeah, and I think all of this stuff is super important right now because everyone's talking about you know talent shortage, and it's so mm-hmm. hard to find people and all of these things, but. I think all of this stuff matters no matter when. Absolutely. I don't care if it's the midst of the recession and mm-hmm. well, there's lots of people looking for jobs. Just niceties and respecting people's time mm-hmm. and Common communicating courtesy. with them. Yeah. Like, these are just basics no matter how short the talent pool is. <laughs> well, and but as you did touch upon it, but especially now when there is such a run for talent, how horrible to blow it by, you know, just one of these simple mistakes when if you just really nail it and really think the, through the process, you know, you will have a winner candidate. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.